right, all right, all right. Day 128. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're in Proverbs uh, chapter 5 today. So remember, um, just to recap a tad bit, you know, we're in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is about gaining wisdom, right? It is these small, uh, short sayings uh, and instructions on how to live wisely in the world. And we said um, to live wisely in the world means to live skillfully, right? It is to live, as John O uh, uh, has said, um, you know, living wisely in the world means walking closely with God. And it, everything is undergirded by the fear of the Lord, right? That is the lens through which we should attain and go after the wisdom that can be seen in the created order and that is seen here in the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord should be the foundation. Now, chapter five comes out the gate and it picks up on some of the themes that were mentioned earlier. Now, remember, one through nine is the interpretive grid of the entire book right one through nine have extended discourses on what wisdom looks like right and here he's talking about um seduction right how the um wayward woman comes seductively so look what he says verse three though the lips of the uh, forbidden woman drip honey and her words are smoother than oil in the end she's as bitter as wormwood and as sharp as a double-edged sword a huge part of wisdom is not just understanding what to aspire after, but also what to avoid. The imagery he uses is dripping honey, smoother than oil, right? So the words she uses, the seductive woman in this case, um, are alluring, appealing, and attractive. And he goes on to say that, man, it's going to sound so great <laughs> in the beginning, but in the end, it will be more bitter than wormwood, which in those days in the nation of Israel in ancient Near East, it was a shrub that produced an extremely bitter flavor otherwise verse 9 you will give up your vitality to others and your years to someone cruel strangers will drain your resources and your hard-earned pay will end up in a foreigner's house the bible is so practical man listen adultery is what he's saying in other words will leave you broke <laughs> like it will leave you broke it will leave you at a loss of your own personal and moral degeneracy yes but also at a loss of some currency right it's no good all the way around and at some point we have to ask ourselves um are we willing to pay a significant price for a small amount of pleasure, right? That's what he's saying. He's saying, are you willing to pay this amount, this price for this small amount of pleasure? And it's amazing. The few minutes of pleasure we will trade for a lifetime of pain. And at the end of your life, he says, verse 11, you will lament when your physical body has been consumed and you will say how I hated discipline and how my heart despise correction um matt smithhurst is a pastor i believe in uh, virginia he says uh um something that always stuck with me he says sin always looks better in the windshield than it does in the rearview mirror All right sin always looks better in the windshield than it does in the rear view mirror and the whole point is hey drink water from your own sister right again um he talks about physical intimacy being uh um rightly understood and um uh uh, enjoyed in a specific godly marital context in proverbs 6 he begins to talk about um you know first is this financial prudence right so that's verses one through five and essentially it is not wise to put up security for someone else's debt right basically promising to pay someone else's debt if they fall on a loan he says get out now if you can it's like putting someone else's hand in your wallet or pocketbook work hard to get out and then in 6 to 11 he's going to talk about work ethic right so he'll say um you know, work hard, yes, 
laziness is not godliness right observe the world around you even the animals have built this have this built-in sense of taking initiative and working hard to secure something for a future and one of the things about laziness he is saying here is that it creeps up on you right you know too many days <laughs> taking too many day, calling out too many days of work right you next thing you know that account is being over drafted he seems to go back again and again um though too is um to this uh, idea of adultery so at the end of six He'll he'll talk uh, more about adultery. And uh, it's interesting, man, because God doesn't, you know, give a prescription where there isn't an illness. Right. Based on scripture in its totality and something, a common temptation of the young, especially the immature, I should say, um, is to let the sexual appetites run wild. Right. To um, only go for what they can see right in front of them. And um, verse 27 says this. Can a man embrace fire <clears throat> and his clothes not be burned? Can a man walk on burning coals without scorching his feet? So so it is with the one who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. In other words, playing with another man's wife here in particular is more dangerous than playing with fire. <laughs> right. You talk about crimes of passion. Right. The Bible keeps it funky. It keeps it real. It keeps it a book. It keeps it a hundred. Right. It's a wrap. Right. You, you could lose your life, fam. Like he's like, no, 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 no. fam. It could be a wrap for you. And um, another thing like that, I think we have to remember talking about the price of pleasure um, and the price of sin is that sin always hides the price tag i think that's one thing we can just take from this even if uh, we apply to other contexts you know sin always hides the price tag right you don't pay for it on the front end but usually on the back end when it's too late it's usually too late when we've realized how much it costs us proverbs 7 what's crazy in proverbs 7 is a few things one the irony of scripture right is that solomon was notorious for these very things um, that he's writing to us about, right? Um, as the one who writes him. So he, he he does know this from experience. Second, what I love is the way that he starts off this chapter saying, fam, essentially, if you keep wisdom, wisdom will keep you, right? If you hold on to it, it will hold on to you. As he begins to lay out the story, he says, yo, I observed this from my window and watched the simple, the gullible, the naive or seven. One thing that struck me about this portion is the way the woman in this context, still on the adulterous woman thing, um, uses this story uh um uh as, as a religious in a religious way a religious pretext to bait um someone in right so it's the bait uh that hid the hook essentially and look what he says look what she says i've made fellowship offerings today i fulfill my vows now, now now think about that how gullible would a person be to think that someone offering us a one-on-one <laughs> a one-on-one bible study at the crib with no home at no one home right middle of the night right with lights turned off right that it's all good like low-key what he's saying an ancient version of this and the thing proverbs is trying to tell us man in this passage and throughout the book is that there is a path again to wisdom and there's a path to folly the path of wisdom is a trail that leads to life blessing and happiness folly leads to loss destruction and death and it is really life or death out here like it is a life or death decision for wisdom between wisdom and folly proverbs 8 proverbs 8 opens up and contrasts the adulterous woman we just talked about with lady wisdom right so the good news is that just as much evil just as much as evil sin and seduction extend an invitation to us wisdom does as well right people i call out to you verse four my cry is the ch to the children of adam wisdom hear this makes its appeal to any and everybody that wants to listen and in some ways it is accessible to any and in everybody who wants to listen Right. Look at verse 22 and following. The Lord acquired me at the beginning of his creation before his works of long ago. I was formed before ancient times from the beginning, before the earth began. I was born 
when there were no watery depths and no springs filled the water. In other words, wisdom doesn't just cry out to all of the sons of Adam, but it actually precedes and predates the person of Adam himself. Right. Wisdom is older than the universe itself. It's proven. It's tried. It's tested. And I think we can we can read this with layers. Right. Because, you know, um, the book of Colossians will tell us that all of the riches of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in the personal work of Christ. Right. We know that Jesus is wisdom personified. He is the one through whom the world was made and who was present before creation. When everybody's coming to him, he's like, yo, someone greater than Solomon is here. Right. So as Christians, yes, we need to study and live the book of Proverbs, uh, all of it in the context of following the one Proverbs is ultimately pointing to Jesus, the Christ. And one prayer I want everybody to know one prayer that we can all pray. One prayer that God, hear this, will always answer in the affirmative. God will always answer this prayer in the affirmative. It's this, Lord, give me wisdom, right? Give me wisdom. Make me a wise person. He may not do it immediately. He may not give you the wisdom that you thought you wanted. He may not give you the answer that you want, but he, but he will give you wisdom. Now, praying, God, make me the next Michael Jordan, make me the next, you know, um, I don't know, Charles Spurgeon, right? Like, uh, we may not get an affirmative answer, but asking for wisdom is something God doesn't want his children in this world to live without. Let's pray. Father, we ask for your grace today. We pray that we would have wisdom today, that we would live uh, wisely in the world by walking closely with you, that we wouldn't follow uh, the seductive words of um foolishness God but we would uh lend an ear to wisdom and live in a way that pleases you and goes in accordance with who you've created us to be and also 